Hi, my name's Tom, and I am a compulsive overeater and a 100-pounder. And um, first of all, I want to thank uh, my friend Cynthia told me about this meeting. I'd like to thank Nancy and Daryl for their service and all the people that read tonight. And and here we go. Um, so I, um, I think I'm just basically going to tell you, first of all, I want to tell you up front that I don't speak for Overeaters Anonymous. Uh, anything that I say that's not directly out of our literature is just my opinion based on my experience. Um, and um, that dog you hear in the background, his name's Sarge, Sergeant Yorkie. <laughs> He's downstairs with my wife. Um, and anyway, I, um, I love Overeaters Anonymous because it's literally saved my life. Um, I wouldn't have a life today if it wasn't for for OA um, and the 12 steps and a higher power. Um, if you're new tonight, please don't go away. Stick around. This thing works and it works well. Um, but I have to work it and that's really important. So just a little background. Uh, started gaining weight, you know, food was always so important, holidays, you know, we just had Halloween and Halloween was so important to me because I had all the sugar I could eat and I got to be somebody else and, um, and holidays all revolved around food always and birthdays and social events and parties and, and, um, and so when I started to get teased at school for being fat and came home crying, my mom put me on a diet. I think I was about 12 years old and it was middle school. And and she'd send me to school with a hard-boiled egg and, and celery and cherry tomato, baby tomatoes and a little, uh, like one of those little cylinders that looked like the Morton salt cylinder, but it was tiny and had salt in it to pour on the... Ugh. And so, all you know, diets from the age of 12, um, shame and guilt and remorse and self-loathing from the age of 12 because... I would sneak food and I'd, I wouldn't stay on the diets that they'd put me on or try to keep me on and, and you know, I'd lose the weight and then gain it back and then some. And this went on, this, the yo-yo dieting started really early. Um, and uh, I didn't realize that, like the AA Big Book talks about, that, that just like an alcoholic, I use food the way an alcoholic uses alcohol. And, and so... Um, that, you know, I, I have a mental obsession that makes me always think about if I'm on a diet, I'm always thinking about the foods that I can't eat and feeling sorry for myself because they get to eat it and I can't. And, and, um, and, you know, all the addict behavior of sneaking, you know, bearing wrappers under other garbage and, or, or hiding food or sneaking food and, and, um, you know, when I could eat as much as I wanted, I'd eat till I was sick. Um, and just, the, again, the, no one understood, including me. I didn't know that I was a compulsive eater. I just was, they told us, the people that aren't compulsive eaters say, all you need to do is diet and exercise. You just need, you know, so at, um, in 1982, I decided to stop smoking, drinking, and lose weight all at the same time all on my own. And the smoking and drinking, I just stopped and, you know, probably had some withdrawals and all that at first. Um, but the food, the first time I went in the grocery store, I panicked because I didn't know what to do. And it was 1982, and there was a book on the shelves, and it was called Never Say Diet. 
and it was by a really well he, he this guy was suddenly a celebrity and he was the trendy thing and and so I turned my will and my life over the care of Richard Simmons as I understood him um, at the time and uh, I lived in LA so I started going to tapings of the show um, it was he had like this little personality cult following plus you know we got to be on TV because we were exercising with and you know, I could see myself on TV exercising with Richard Simmons, and so then I joined his gym in in and uh, in Beverly Hills called the Anatomy Asylum, and I became totally obsessed with the diet and with the losing weight, and I lost a lot of weight very quickly. And God knows what happened to my electrolytes because I was exercising about two hours a day, barely eating anything, and I ended up having a breakdown, and I ended up in the hospital. It was a combination of all that. Anyway, that led to a year and a half of being on on psychiatric disability and and because uh, I was also you know the substance abuse thing um, was was part of it because I'm a I was just a wreck with all of it. So um, I actually got my my first program was AA and and in '84 I finally got sober, but I was gaining weight because I then I stopped smoking and I was putting weight on and I got up to about 300 and 20 pounds or so, and then I heard about Overeaters Anonymous, and um, and I uh, I went to some of the meetings and I finally figured out that these people get me. They understand how I think and feel about food, and and at the AA meetings, you know, they'd have birthday cake and they'd have all the holiday stuff, so the food was still at those meetings, and and there were some well-meaning but oblivious people at those meetings who didn't understand compulsive eating either or were compulsive eaters in denial who'd say, oh, you just need to use, work the steps on that here. And But there's the identification factor. Everybody in this room, that in this virtual room here on this phone knows how I think and feel about food. Everybody, and then that whole thing of getting to, at 14 years sober is when I got up to 385 pounds. Um, because I stopped working any kind of program and I was just, I was barely going to half of one of those meetings a week. I had been in OA, I had been a star in OA in like 1986. I had lost all the weight and pretty soon I was speaking at the Thalians meeting um, in Beverly Hills and Roseanne was there and, you know, and so I thought I was the bee's knees and I got so arrogant and cocky about my abstinence and started telling people how they needed to abstain well, pride comes before the fall. So I relapsed, and I relapsed big time. And then I was in and out of OA. I, did, what, I heard it referred to the other day as drive-by OA. <laughs> and that was what I was doing, was drive-by OA. I'd come for a while, I'd whine about my weight, wouldn't get service commitments, wouldn't get, you know, not working with a sponsor, not going through the steps of OA. And then I'd come and do the steps for a while, and I'd lose weight, and then I'd leave, and then I'd come back. So finally... Um, but, but you know, the thing about weighing that much and is that, boy, talk about weight discrimination. I couldn't get jobs. Um, people treat you like crap. You know, it crosses all the, you know, whether it's religious boundaries, racial boundaries, gender boundaries. If you're heavy, you get treated differently. You just, it's society and, you know, and so I'd be the first one to make jokes about myself and, you know, and I was lonely and miserable all the time and gro going home at night and grazing in front of the television. And, and 
That's what I did with all my favorite stuff. I heard a couple of words this week that I had never heard before. One was obesogenic foods. And these are foods that are somewhat manufactured to be really foods to, that are craved. And also a word that I hadn't heard before was hyperpalatable. And so these, these foods were my favorite foods. And um, so, and so I, I think I'm also addicted to taste as much as I am to sugar and to fat. And those are my two main, if you will, crack foods. They're like crack for me. And so I, we, here's what I know. Finally, in, in 2011, I had moved. I, I had lost some weight in OA again and was doing really well. And I got married. And she got a job in Oregon and we moved to Salem. And then we became binge buddies. And, um, and then I put on 30 pounds in a month at one point and got back up to 320 pounds, 310, 320. And she turned to me one day with tears in her eyes and said, it took me so long to find you. I'm afraid I'm going to lose you. And so uh, um, I, there I was um, in Oregon my support group that was in L.A., they're gone. Now I'm having to find new support people in, in Salem. I'm just going to the AA meetings. I hadn't gone back to OA. And then I did go to some OA meetings, but I didn't like them. And I had this AA, what I call AA arrogance, is that I'm in the real 12-step program. I know the steps. And then I had one binge one night that was just so huge, and I, you know, eating till I'm sick, and then until I feel sick, and then still eating, and woke up the next morning and I'm sitting on the edge of the bed and what's going through my head is with everything you know about the 12 steps and everything you know about recovery, how can you still be doing this? And what I call the still small voice said to me, if you're beating yourself up about this, you must still think you have some control. You must not really believe you're powerless. And I got a shiver that ran up the back of my spine which is always a good sign to me that it's probably my higher power. <laughs> you know, goosebumps, a, a chill. And there was a guy that had agreed to help me out who was living in Portland, and he was in both AA and OA, and his name was Joe, Joe Kay, and he's, uh, he's passed on. Uh, but he, he was willing to help me. And he, he said, for the, first, for the first week, why don't you just try, because I had been... In OA, I had been in other 12-step programs that are like OA, but much more rigid, that are much more, um, you know, now, I, to, I do have a plan of eating now, which includes weighing and measuring, because portion control is a big issue for me. And I don't, I don't get, but I don't get, like, anal retentive about it. I don't get, I don't get, when, there were times when if I was a gram over, I would, oh, I blew it, you know, or if that was the thing I used to do with diets. And there's a big difference for me between a food plan, a plan of eating, and a diet. I go off diets. Diets for me are like, and, and that's what the doctors and nutritionists would give me. And I think there are some doctors and nutritionists who understand compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors, but there are a lot that don't. This is my opinion. And I wish more of them were open to cooperating with OA or that we could go, go talk to medical societies and, and, um, and to uh, nursing students 
and thank God some of the nursing students are now coming to the meetings to, to see how it, what it is. And they are teaching about addiction. Addictionology is, a new, is something that wasn't around then. So, so Joe is saying, why don't you for your first week try eating three meals a day with nothing in between? And don't worry this just this week about content or portion size. He said, well, I'm already not eating sugar. He said, okay, well, then don't eat sugar. But just easy does it for this first week. Just get in the habit of three meals a day, maybe a snack, small, like a fruit snack or something. So I got a week of abstinence with a very liberal definition of a plan of eating. And that's how I got my first week. And in the meantime, I was calling Joe every day. I was working, starting to go through the step work with him. He, he gave me these 30 questions that are used in a specific, that are, I think, how he uses them. And I'm not in, in how now, but I know. Here's the other thing about these different groups in OA and that are part of OA. There's a thing in OA called, um, it, it's called unity with diversity. And it not only includes ethnicity or religion or gender preference or any, all that, that's, that's our diversity. But it also includes food plans or whether or not you've had bariatric surgery or we welcome everyone. This is an inclusive thing. This is never exclusive. The third step, or the third tradition says, the only requirement for membership in OA is a desire to stop eating compulsively, period. And what I found in these rooms is unconditional love and acceptance, genuine, authentic, unconditional love, unconditional acceptance. One thing we all want is for everybody to succeed. I have been maintaining a 180-pound weight loss for almost 10 years now. That is impossible for me alone. So I had to surrender. And surrender is the most important one. In the beginning, I think it's the most important concept. So I started going back to meetings. I got service commitments. I, I took direction from somebody who knew how to stay abstinent no matter what was going on in their life, no matter what emotions they were feeling. But here's something else I'll tell you about my abstinence. I have what I call imperfect absence. I'm still maintaining the weight loss, but my abstinence is not perfect. It is uh, basically three meals a day, and I call a sponsor. I stay in touch. I sponsor people now, um, and I stay ensconced in the... Every morning I get up, I come, come into where, what I call my prayer chair. And I think in my head what the first three steps are. I'm powerless over food and, and dot, 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 because there's a lot more over than food that I'm powerless over. Emotions, um, the news, the world, <laughs> relationships, emotions. I'm powerless, and I can't manage my own life. My life is unmanageable by me alone. And when I first came into OA, they kept talking about higher power and God, or when I first came into the other program. And I was, had, had bad religious experiences growing up, and I had a concept of a God that was not a very nice higher power. And so, how are we doing time-wise? you got about six minutes, Tom. Thanks. About six minutes? Okay. And so, so um, I had to really, f somebody suggested that I write down what I want my higher power to be and what I don't want my higher power to be. And this may not work for everybody. 
our, our, our literature says that people come in here with, with very strong religious ties. And that's good as long as they're not getting in the way. Because, uh, and I really think that that's, that's the key. I, I know people that have had, my, my thing was that I had had bad religious experiences and so I had to start from scratch with a, a concept of a higher power. But we are very also really clear about that that's a, religion is an outside issue. What we talk about in here is spirituality. And you can put spirituality with any belief system. You, they, they can go together fine. And, so, and we learn tolerance and understanding and patience if it's, it's a, if it's a different belief than ours. If it works, don't fix it. But doctor, it hurts when I do that, so don't do that is also part of my equation. You know? so, so I had to just reevaluate and, and keep an open mind. The three essentials of recovery are good. I have to be willing. I have to be willing to do some stuff I don't want to do. And you have to be pretty desperate. I think G-O-D for a lot of people when they first come in here might be gift of desperation. I'm done. I'm hurting. I'm, I'm dying from this disease. I don't want to die from this disease. Help me. And that's a good place for most of us who need to get to that place. Because the ego, which is another, here's another acronym for you, E-G-O, edging God out is that, okay, I can handle this, I can do this, I've been told my whole life to be independent. No, no. And in our invitation to you, it says it's weakness, not strength, that binds us to each other and to a higher power and gives us the strength we need. So, so I had to find a higher power that worked for me. So today I believe, came to believe that a power greater than myself was my sanity. God is my sanity. God is my peace of mind, my happiness, my end, and how I connect is through this spiritual algorithm of the 12 steps. And that's what it is. It's, it's a series of procedures that will get me to the goal I want. And the food and the weight are secondary for me. The food and the weight are just symptoms. I have to get down to causes and conditions, which means that I have to start dealing with emotions. I have to be willing to sit still and feel everything and then take a different action than food with them. That means picking up the phone, using the tools and the steps. And, and so that's the key for me. And daily, I don't have, I have a daily reprieve contingent on my, the, spirit, the maintenance of my spiritual condition, which means I come down here, think about the first three steps, say the third step prayer, which in the big book it says the wording was optional, so I've kind of toyed with that prayer as to, hey God, I'm yours. Thank you for building with me and doing with me as you have, as you do, as you will. Thank you for relieving me of the bondage of self. And there's healthy self and there's unhealthy self. Healthy self is, I get some exercise today. I do the dishes. I do the laundry. I hit a meeting. I work, you know, I stay, I stay in touch with people. There's a lot of healthy self, things I can do there about loving ourselves. When I came in here, I hated myself. And... And I hated people who were like I've become. I'm pretty cheerful now and happy and positive. I hated cheerful, happy, positive people. Couldn't stand them. I was cynical, skeptical, dark. The darker, the better. Red weights, doom scrolling on, you know, before doom scrolling was a thing. <laughs> you know? um, and if you don't know what that is, it's going through and looking at all the bad news and, 
going to the, getting in that dark place via the internet. So, <coughs> so anyway, what it's like now is um, for my 60th birthday, um, I went skydiving. There's a, you have to be, the weight requirement is 225 pounds or less. But um, I've been all, all different places in the world. I've, 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 I have a life now. I'm not, my life was so tiny and now my life is big instead of me being big. And I got to that place where, you know, that we all know, or a lot of us know about the chafing between the thighs and the wearing out the size of the pants and the splitting out the pants and the not even getting to a point where I wasn't even going to be able to wipe myself without, without a stick. I hate to be that graphic, but, and I'm guessing there are people on the on this call that understand what I'm talking about. I love you. That's the, if I tell you, if you hear nothing else from me tonight, is that I love you and there's not a damn thing you can do about it. I love you unconditionally. And all I want is for you to succeed with this thing. And there are a lot of us that are, that are willing to help you. And don't be afraid to pick up the phone and make phone calls because you think you're going to be a nuisance or think you're going to be a bother. My telephone number is 310-936-6694. Um, that's area code 310-936-6694. Um, now, if I, I don't know if I'll get inundated or not, but I, even, that's okay. I will call you back. If I don't call you back right away, I will call you back within 24 hours and, or text you, okay? And, um, and we can do this. Together we get better. That's the bottom line. So go to meetings. Go to as many meetings as you can. Is it time? Yeah, anyway, go to as many meetings as you can. Get a sponsor. Go through the steps. If, and these are just suggestions, but I make them the kind of suggestion where if you're standing on the railroad tracks and a train is coming, I suggest you get off the railroad tracks. If you jump out of an airplane, I suggest you wear a parachute. <laughs> you know, because this is really life and death. It really is. <clears throat> and <clears throat> and we can't do it alone. So um, the steps are wonderful, and they work well. Um, they're not always easy, but we don't have to do them alone. We have help. So uh, again... I am so grateful for this meeting. I'm so great. Remember that we have a place to come. Even if you don't stick around now and decide to go do some more what I call research and powerlessness, at least you know there's a place to come back to. So keep coming back no matter what. Um, don't go away is better than keep coming back. <laughs> stick around. Uh, and and um, just... If, if you've been in relapse a lot, don't worry about that either. If you go to OA.org, there's all sorts of information about relapse. There's all sorts of great podcasts and, and, and free information and guidelines and all sorts of great stuff on the OA.org website. And, um, and um, this is just, it's astonishing. So bottom line about, my, here's my food plan really quickly. I, I, I track my food first thing in the morning, all three meals. I text it, screenshots of the app that I use. I text it to my, my food sponsor. And, um, and then at the end of the day, 
when I'm done with dinner, I text and say, dinner's over, nothing else until breakfast. That's one of the things I do. That way I'm using other people to help me stay abstinent. I also make phone calls and go to meetings. Um, and I use the tools. And like I said, those first three steps, then I go through the A-E-I-O-U. A, um, abstinence, was I abstinence day? A-E, did I get any exercise? Even if it was a short walk, it's exercise. Um, e, and A-E-I, what did I do for myself that was good today? Wash some dishes, did some laundry, you know, whatever, did my work, my program. Oh, is something I did for others. Did I make a, an outreach call? Did I did I feed the pets? Did I was I nice to my wife? I bring my co- my wife coffee every morning. Um, A E I O U is uncovered feelings, uncovered feelings or uncomfortable feelings. But so was I angry yesterday? Yes. Was I was I was I, was I was pissed about some stuff that I read? Then I was. I was afraid a little bit, you know, so I write, I, sometimes I write this stuff down and then say the seven step prayer and then, and then I look at my part in it. So I look at my character defects a little bit and then A-E-I-O-U and then I write down five things I'm grateful for and five things that I like about myself because we are so hard on ourselves, but God don't make junk. You know, we're all, everybody on this phone is intelligent talented, loving, I'm sorry, kind. Up, please. It's time. Okay. So I am just about done talking. I know I was kind of all over the place, but uh, you guys are my family, and um, I wish you a wonderful holiday season. Thank you much.